0: Welcome into the Talking Ball, Y'all, Popperville Post Game Podcast. I'm Jason Baker, joined by the host of the Talking Ball, Y'all Post Game Podcast, also uh, the voice of the Popperville Hornets, Clay Sweet. And Clay, just what the doctor ordered a trap game. Uh, But the Hornets come out, they execute well in the first half. Um, You know, it kind of got by me in the second half when calling the game, but just seven points in the second half. But i tell you who it didn't get by, Jay Beach, and he made sure to echo that uh, to his team. Um, It's hard to be upset about a 35-0 win, but he wasn't very pleased with the execution in the second half at all.
1: Yeah, we heard that uh, both his halftime interview and his post-game interview that you were able to conduct with uh, Coach Beach. To be honest with you, JB, you've got that four touchdown lead, four rushing touchdowns in the first half. With the way the defense is playing, you feel like you're up a 1,000. I mean, us as broadcast, and we never really felt uh, stressed at all. I think Forest County had two first downs in the first half, never really threatened a score at all. And so I think the team kind of senses that. Coach Beach certainly doesn't want them to sense that. He wants that offense to play with a – certain sense of urgency but you make some kids in there in the second half and, and as you mentioned just the one touchdown in the second half but awaiting to hear from a, a couple different guys tonight maybe on the on the bill of health moving forward but other than that you did exactly what you needed to do you, you move your ledger a game forward to 3-0 and in district play no hiccup in between us and this Columbia matchup that's going to be phenomenal next friday night so you took care of business tonight which is
0: normal popperville football we'll get to columbia here in a minute but uh, later in this podcast you'll hear from brad wells the wide receiver coach uh of this football team mark will the will linebacker weak side linebacker for this team and then jacob Acock, our defensive coordinator your thoughts on those trio of guys and uh sort of their roles that'll loom large next friday night
1: yeah three you know three guys that we talk about doing your job this week that's what i kind of think of with those three guys just do their job they're super uh it sounds kind of almost silly to say about a high school athlete but they're professionals at at what they do and the way that they approach it with a real uh, business-like approach from all three of them so those three really fit what tonight was and that was a business-like approach from the popperville
0: hornets Looking ahead, as good as that sounds, next Friday night in this building in the Hornets' Nest as we tape uh, this Talking Ball Y'all Poplarville postgame podcast, the Columbia Wildcats. You know it. I know it. We circled the date. We knew what 10-22-21 was going to mean, uh, and it was going to mean the Columbia Wildcats and Chip Builder back and his staff will be into town Uh each team toting one loss they lost against pedal in their opening game of the season we lost against picayune in our opening game since then nothing but dubs for each team as they each will come in here riding i believe a six or seven game winning streak into this football game Uh, we've been a part of some really cool and amazing atmospheres in this building i got a feeling uh a week from when we're taping this podcast uh, we're going to be talking about an environment unlike any other
1: Yeah, it's got all the makings of a real prize fight. Coach Bilderback, a friend of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast, he's been on with us a couple different times. He's a real good friend of one of my mutual friends. So a lot of respect for what Coach Bilderback and that Columbia program have meant since we've really been uh, in tune with Popperville football. They've always been a 3A program in a rugged 3A um, district there with Jeff Davis and, and a bunch of other good teams. So. When you look at Columbia, they step up the 4A, step in to Popperville's district. It will be awfully fun to watch because Jaheim Otis gets all the publicity and maybe that's okay with Coach Bilderback because his skill guys, his guys that he'll put to the hip of his quarterback in the shotgun formation, the guys that he'll split out wide, the guys that he'll sneak back to return some of these kicks. To me, that's what jumps off the screen when you look at them on tape. Their athleticism is going to be, in my, in my mind, real comparable to what you'll see with PICU and some of those teams where there's some really good athletes at every spot. I think that's what we'll see from the Wildcats next week.
0: No doubt, going to be a lot of fun in the Hornets' nest. Uh, as always, I look forward uh, to your call and, uh, and to be alongside of it with you. We're going to have a special streaming opportunity with a partner of ours in Diamond Productions, Donnie Pascal. Uh, will have his entire crew here with us multi-camera angle live stream that'll occur next week you can find it on the diamond productions facebook page alongside the talking ball y'all facebook page as well i'm sure we'll drop it into the hornet sideline club as well uh to be able to watch that ball game but we want to encourage those people uh to make sure they buy a ticket come to the hornet's nest they can watch the archive version on, on what appears to be an awfully memorable uh regular season i appreciate your time clay sweet Thank you, JB. Always appreciate uh, the job
1: that you do, man, the access that you've gained within this community, uh, this program, the way you attack work. We talked about business, like certainly the professional that
0: you are. So thank you. Absolutely. Coming up on this Talking Ball, y'all post-game podcast. Up next, we'll visit with assistant coach of the wide receiver position, uh, Brad Wells. It'll be on to Mark Will, and then we'll visit with our defensive coordinator, Jacob Acock. He'll give you a preview of what this Columbia team will look like. That'll be in here uh, on next Friday night. We appreciate you for tuning in to this edition of the Talking Ball, Y'all, Popperville Post Game Podcast. Coming right back up, we'll visit with assistant coach Brad Wells.
1: Johnson Farms and Meat Market features all Angus beef steaks for incredible flavor. They also serve cooked brisket and top-quality deli meats, including pork, beef, and chicken. Beef packages are available, too. Shop online at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North High in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef
0: begins. Welcome back to the Talking Ball, y'all. Poplarville post game podcast. The Hornets win it over Forest County, thirty-five to nothing. We're with our wide receivers coach Brad Wells, who joins us uh, on the post game podcast. And uh, you're you're unique, right? You're a unique coach for a unique unit that doesn't get a lot of opportunities to shine. They have to sort of do it in different ways. Let's start with them as a unit as a whole. How much pride does does Khalid and Braxton and uh, guys, maybe even Will Harry that you've slipped in there from time to time at wide receiver, how much pride do they have to take that, hey, we're not gonna get a lot of opportunities to make a lot of catches, we gotta do it with our blocking ability downfield? You know, there's a lot of pride into it. These guys, uh, they love
2: to block, they love to get those crack blocks, and and, uh, I love it to to see them hit guys really hard, kind of knock them off their feet, it makes them feel good. Uh, You know, to set up a long run, uh, you know whether we can be a part of the team and help support the team any way they can. You know, uh, wing team receivers don't get a lot of touchdown <laughs> passes. They don't get a lot of passes thrown their way. So, man, these guys just love the block. I love to coach them. Uh, they're a pleasure to work with. Uh, just everything that they do every day. They work hard. They practice hard. They're smart. They're intelligent.
0: Uh, just just a good group of guys to work with you know? I, I believe teams take on their character traits you're a former military guy they sort of take a, a workman type mentality military type attitude out there and they have to because uh, there's really not a lot of glory as you said for a wing t receiver right but uh they they take pride in that how much do you take sort of a, a smile every now and then to say man these guys kind of look talk like me and, and go to work like me a little bit from from taking on their job as a wide receiver it's good
2: I you know I I I'm, like I said, you know, it's, you don't get a lot of glory in it. you got to be kind of humble because, uh, you know, sometimes you, you block a lot and you want to kind of get a pass or something thrown your way, and sometimes the chips fall that way, and sometimes they don't, you know. But, again, they just love to work hard. They, they play hard, uh, especially the development of these guys over the last couple years, especially Braxton. I mean, that guy's come a long ways. Yeah. He's put on a lot of weight, gotten really fast. Uh, Khalid. Got that D1 scholarship coming. He's a hard worker, plays hard, practices hard. He's so competitive. You can see him on the defensive side of the ball, too. He just loves to compete. Uh, He just likes to dominate, and all those guys do. They love to just impose the will on those linemen and linebackers they're blocking. Uh, They'll go up and fight for the ball, too. You know, I just, it's a a pleasure uh, working and coaching with those guys, you know.
0: Let's talk about Braxton Connerly's development for a moment. I've been very vocal about it. Uh, in the fact he gained 40 pounds, I believe, over the course of somewhere from last year into this year. You mentioned his speed. I believe he's somewhere in the 4'7 range. Um, I even had a conversation tonight with our head coach, Jay Beach, about, you know, somebody could take a chance on him. I mean, 6'3", 191, big body, big frame. What's led to that for him? You know, Braxton's just a hard-working kid. It's the program that Coach Beach
2: has developed. Uh, that's why I'm, I feel really blessed to have gotten a job here and come under their tutelage. I mean, these guys really know what they're doing. They've developed a great program, a great off-season program. Uh, the Wing T is a great program. It fits our kids. It fits the mold. Uh, and, and Braxton is a hard worker. He's a smart kid. You know, you look at him three or four years ago in practice the other day with our new Jumbotron. We got up there, uh, showed to Braxton, and he was kind of skinny, you know, had his glasses on. Now this guy's filled out, you know, running like a 4'7", four, 4'8", four, and, and just a hard worker in the weight room, gotten strong. Uh, he's just, like you said before, he's a, he's a typical kid that comes through this program. Uh, he progresses, he gets bigger, he gets faster, gets stronger. Uh, You look at Khalid from three years ago, where he was at with his weight and how much he's progressed. I mean, it's just a great system Coach Beach has here. Uh, I've learned a lot from Coach Russell, Coach DeWeese, Coach Johnson, Coach Aycock, Coach Ford. Coach Beach, you know, these guys just have a really good system in place here, uh, and it's just a good good place to work, you know.
0: It had to have been a good day in your position group the day J. Beach said, we're going to let Khalid come play wide receiver. His sophomore year, he didn't play a lot of wide receiver. He's very focused at the defensive end position, played a lot of minutes as a sophomore defensive end. That moment that they said we're going to take arguably one of our most impactful players on this team, we're going to let him be a part of your position group, which is sort of unique. How much welcomed was that to be able to have that kind of talent into that group? And, I mean, I, I find where he takes as much pride on the wide receiver side of things as he does his defensive end position, which is clearly his future in football.
2: He, he absolutely does. And, like I said, I'll go back to his drive and his motor. You watch that guy. Uh, he'll go out on defense, play all those snaps. He'll come back. He'll be I mean, Braxton will rotate. You know, if we run a little go route or something, he's, he's back ready to go again. He, he plays just as hard that, that fourth quarter as he does the, the first quarter. So he's just got a good drive, a good motor on him, and it was good to have him over there and you can see him and the development he's had over this last year as a receiver uh he's gotten bigger stronger faster again that's just this program that coach beach has got established here and i tell you it's just a it's a pleasure to work with those guys when you have guys that work hard practice hard play hard they're smart uh and they want to work hard they want to do great things it's it's not
0: hard to coach kids like that you know So uh, it's just a
2: pleasure to be able to do that. Well,
0: you're a pleasure to be around my man, one of my great friends on this staff. I love you to death. And uh, it's kind of hard. You coach a position sometimes where we can go an entire game and kind of get lost amongst the the runs and the balls and the numbers and the carries. Uh, But we know how important that position is that you coached this program. And uh, we didn't want it to slip past us. And, uh, well, it's going to be a lot of fun in there uh, next Friday night against Columbia. Brad, thank you for your time.
2: Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it.
0: That's our assistant coach, our wide receiver coach, Brad Wells, joining us. On our Talking Ball, Y'all, Popperville Post Game Podcast. We'll be back uh, with much more uh, on this post game podcast. With fall and cooler weather just around the corner, there's no better
3: time to head out to Brothers in Arms. It's Hattiesburg's premier outdoor gun range. It is located at 4657 Highway 49 South. Whether you're a new shooter or an experienced one, all are invited to shoot on the safe and family oriented range. Go check them out and inquire about their annual memberships, hourly rates, as well as their training classes they offer. Once again, that's Brothers in Arms Outdoor Range at 4657 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And remember, always keep your sights pointed downrange
0: welcome back to the talking ball y'all post game podcast jason baker uh with the weak side linebacker for this defensive unit for jacob acock's defensive unit mark will the twin brother of matt will the quarterback for the poppaville hornets as well just your thoughts maybe on the performance the win a shutout uh, over forest county anytime you don't allow that opponent uh any points as a defensive unit got to be pleased with your performance
4: i feel like as a defense we played great you know shutout. Whole lot of fumbles, whole lot of turnovers, but this is—we're no, not reached to our full potential yet. We have a lot of ways to go, especially considering we're playing Columbia next week. But I feel like we can shut them down.
0: Let's talk about uh, for you. Let's talk to your defensive unit, then we'll speak to Columbia here in just a second. This unit, you say, still hasn't reached its potential. Uh, how good can this unit be? Um,
4: honestly, the sky's the limit, and more than that. I mean, there's footprints on the moon, you know. I mean, we just—we just, we just got to keep building every week, keep getting better, keep going hard in practice, and. I don't think anybody's going to be able to stop us in 4A.
0: Let's talk about your linebacking core. I asked Ahmad Harmon on our broadcast of the football game on the Diamond Productions post-game show about this linebacking core. You're led by the man in the middle and Ahmad Harmon. You and him are going to battle, it looks like, for the tackle lead uh, pretty much all year for the Hornets. For you guys, Eddie Jordan, yourself, Ahmad, uh how much pride do you all take as an individual unit to look over there and, and trust those guys can make a play when you don't?
4: I'm Ahmad and Eddie. These are great players. They're super talented, humble, selfless. These guys put in work every week. They keep going hard. Um, I feel like we just we put it all on the field and we give it all. Give glory to God. Um, that's all. That's all I can say, really.
0: And, and I asked Ahmad this question. I want your perspective. It's a unique perspective from you, from a linebacker position. That defensive line. They're so talented. And and to me. They're really just such a factor to this entire defense' success. Nikhil Trotter, Chase Dare, right, Scott sure. Gerald Tucker Smith, and then the guy, right? The dude, Khalid Moore, right? The way this guy plays, for you as a linebacker, how much do they attribute to the success that you can have, and how much fun is it having those five dudes, if you will, uh, playing in front of you?
4: Yeah, they are the reason I have all those tackles. Me and my <laughs> they they take it to them down there on the D line. They're they're getting with it. There's we do not need to count them out. They I mean you need to look at all of
0: them, especially. Is- is there ever a moment where a Khalid makes a play, um, and and you can be honest here, right? They're not the coaches aren't going to listen to this. When you look and say, "Holy cow!" Like I get to play football with that dude.
4: Oh, it is a blessing. Like when I'm running out here doing do, running out here, and I just see him just kill the quarterback. It is just, I it's so it's incredible feeling. I
0: love just getting hyped with him. I mean it's. Explain what it's been like watching him develop. How much does he set the tone for the defense? He's a guy, you know, he is a high-motor kid. They've got an Alabama commitment in Columbia that will be in here next Friday night, but he doesn't play with the motor of Khalid. How much does Khalid's motor playing hard every single week inspire all you guys to play with that kind of intensity on every play?
4: Well, before he had any offers, he was playing hard. And when he got those offers, he was playing even harder, man. That did not slow him down. And, yep, Jaheim Otis, he's an excellent player. But Khalid, he does not give up on plays. He does not give up. He keeps going harder and harder regardless if we're down 50 or up 50. He's going to keep playing harder.
0: Now, I know you're in a household that's fully aware of the concept of how big these games can be and what Hornet football means to this town. Um, October 22nd will be next Friday night. The Columbia Wildcats will be in here. Um, Anybody with a sense about Hornet football in the green and gold, Probably took their highlighter and circled this one uh, on, their highlights, on their schedule back in the summer. For you, how much have you looking forward to next Friday night?
4: This is the big game. This is like this. this is for all the marbles right here. They've, there's a lot of talk about Columbia. They've got a good athletic team, good coaching staff. It's going to be a battle down to the end. I can't wait to play them. All
0: right, that's Mark Will, our weak side linebacker of the Popperville Hornet defense. Appreciate your time, my man. Thank you. I absolutely uh, – boy, they don't make them better, and you could hear that passion. Uh, in that energy just exuding out of him uh, as he gets ready for next Friday night already on this Friday night as we tape this Talking Ball, y'all, Poplarville Post Game podcast. We'll be back with more. We're going to speak to the defensive coordinator, Jacob Acock, uh, when we return. This is the Poplarville Post Game podcast powered by Talking Ball, y'all.
2: How do you unwind? Whether it's hunting, riding horses, or just sitting around a campfire. It's better on land you own. Southern Ag Credit can finance that land. Give our Gulf Port office a call at 228 832 5582 or visit us online at SouthernAgCredit.com.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Talking Ball, Y'all Poplarville Post Game Podcast. Jason Baker sitting down with our defensive coordinator. Jacob Acock. His defensive unit pitches a shutout against the Forest County Aggies on Friday night, 35-0. I'll start there with that performance any time a defensive unit doesn't give up any points. I know there's obviously coachable moments throughout the game, but for you, how proud of you, how proud are you of this defensive unit?
3: Well, just excited uh, for the players. You know, they they worked really hard, uh, got locked in in practice. Um, trying not to look ahead and trying to focus on tonight's game. And I thought we did a good job of that, especially early. You know, we were able to uh, play a lot of guys defensively tonight, and that's something that I'm probably the most proud of. You know, we've talked about it since since I came on board and joined this great program. We don't want 11 good defensive players. We would love to have 15, 20, 25 guys that we could count on and throw out there. And and all of them get good quality reps. And I thought that we did a good job of that tonight.
0: We'll get to that defensive line and linebacking core. But I think the strength maybe of your defensive development of this team has been the secondary play. I thought they were a question mark sort of coming into this season, how would they play? To me, they've stepped up. Lawrence Jamison has developed uh, to a fantastic corner. I think Quan Hudderson has begun to really play at a high level from the cornerback position. Then I think maybe the unsung hero of this defense, he can get lost because all the tackles tend to happen ahead of him. Riley Passman from a safety position. From the secondary perspective, how much have they maybe improved from, let's say, fall camp in August? Uh, to now as we visit on this October Friday night. Well, I
3: have to go back to whenever, uh, it's kind of funny, whenever I got hired and and John, John Ford came on with us, Uh, Coach Beach just said, you know, hey, I want to be sound. I want to be good on defense, and and y'all take it and run with it. And so we've we've felt some some pride in that, and I appreciate uh, Coach Beach for letting us, you know, take ownership in what we're doing, and and obviously he's involved in in what we do defensively too, Uh, but as far as Riley goes, um, he's just a leader. You know, we joked earlier in the season about being a baseball guy, but uh, something he does that not many people, you know, realize, especially listeners, uh, they don't get to see this, but he has a notebook and, and with tabs in it. And each week, he writes down the other team's formations and their past concepts and where he's lined up and also where he's going to line our strong safeties up. You know, we play multiple um, guys at Strong Safety. And so he's responsible for, hey, you go to this side, you go over here, this is what you do. So he knows four positions I don't know if you guys called it but he played some corner tonight for us and did a really good job came up and made a tackle uh, so so overall he's just he's he's become a student of the game and that's what we preach and that's what that's what he is
0: I'm sure it's a luxury for him but that seven to eight dudes in front of him what a luxury they are your defensive line your linebacking core you've coached some really good ones you've coached some special kids uh, when you was at Green County as a defensive coordinator how special is this bunch
3: well, uh, uh, special in their own way. You know, they, they work so good together, and that's probably what I'm the most proud of with, with those linebackers. Uh, you know, even uh, when Ahmad was off the field tonight, he's on the sideline uh, standing shoulder to shoulder with me, and he's coaching them up, and he's helping us get lined up. So, uh, you know, they take pride in that zero on the scoreboard. They those Those guys, especially at linebacker, they, they're looking up there, watching the clock, watching this, you know, looking at formations, and Mark Will's out there, and he played uh, multiple spots. He ended up playing a lot of Mike linebacker tonight, getting us lined up right, and the more we're able to uh, mix those guys in, uh, get more guys able to get on the field, the better it's going to make us hopefully moving
0: forward. Yeah, the listeners will hear from Mark Will earlier in this Talking Ball Y'all post-game podcast. For you, you line him up on the weak side. You basically make people pick their poison, right? Khalid Moore to the strong side, Nikhil Trotter, Mark Will to the weak side. What about that tandem, Tank, Mark Will, and how have they executed early in this season?
3: Well, at halftime, we went in and looked, and I told Tank jokingly, I said, man, when, when people watch film, they're going to say, this kid's he has got to be coached up because, you know, tonight they actually – faked the ball going at Khalid and ran a reverse. And Tank and Mark Will both were stayed at home and ended up being a tackle for a loss. You know, a lot of teams, whenever they call, the play they've been working on in practice, the reverse, the double pass, the whatever trickery they have, they expect that to, to pop and be a big play. And and defensively, I thought our, our weak side played it so great and perfect. It was so cool to watch how that unfolded um, right in front of us because the reverse came to our sideline. Again, tackle it for a loss, and you look up, and there's Tank, and if he doesn't make the tackle, there's Mark Will. If he doesn't make it, there's a corner right behind him. So I thought that was special.
0: Uniquely and oddly enough, What I deem would be the largest regular season game in the Jay Beach era as the Hornets head coach will happen next Friday night in this building in the Hornets' nest, Poplarville in Columbia. Oddly enough, the last time he lost a regular season game in this building, you stood over there on the far sideline. For you, how much pride do you take being now in the green and gold in in understanding the task at hand uh, that is next Friday night against Columbia? Well, you
3: that game uh, is definitely something that sticks out because popperville uh, football doesn't get beat, especially at home. I don't know what the streak is up to now. Um, I know that that gets put out on Twitter every week, but that's special um, and i I wouldn't trade anything or any colors uh, for the green and gold. I love being here. I love being on the sideline. Uh, the coaching staff that I work with is so awesome. Um, everybody contributes we have um seven coaches and and everybody does their job and and everybody might not have a defensive position but in practice they're all helping us getting lined up um coach russell getting seven on seven reps at quarterback um coach wells lining everybody up Um, coach deweese runs our scout team offense when we're getting defensive reps so it really is that zero is not um not because of one person it's it's a group effort that's coaches players um fans, everybody that's involved. And I think that's what's uh, meant the most to me. As far as Columbia goes, um, I know they're a really good good football team, uh, moved up from 3A, uh, and they expect to win just like we expect to win. And I'll tell you, have, I've actually coached with their head coach, Chip Bilderback. I uh, have a lot of respect for him. I know that he's going to play sound and have his guys ready, but um, so will we.
0: They have an offensive coordinator who played in a college game. Matt Kubik was on the staff at Southern Miss uh, from a year ago. They run sort of a college scheme. Do you anticipate that being it, right, is is being able to adjust? They're going to try to put you, I would imagine, in a million different types of formations uh, to try to find a weakness. How much is it about uh, being fundamentally sound and, and not trying to get outside of ourselves and just being who we are as a Hornet defense? Right, you know, I'm
3: – you know, honestly, I'm glad he can't get out there and play for him um, because he is a really smart, great offensive mind. Uh, we're going to do what we do. Uh, I do know that they signal their plays in, and they'll do some check with me's, and they'll change their play based on what they're seeing. So uh, you might see us move around the secondary some, slide our front, but we're going to do what we do and be, try to be the most physical team.
0: All right, that's our defensive coordinator, Jacob Aycock, spending some time with us on the Talking Ball, y'all, Popperville postgame podcast. Jacob, thank you for your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, we appreciate him, as always, uh, spending his time uh, with us on these uh, Friday nights. Also uh, so special in the job that that unit's done, 35 nothing. They win it over Forest County uh, tonight in the Hornets' nest. We'll be back with more of the Talking Ball, y'all, uh, Popperville postgame podcast when we return.